Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are reviewing a Star Wars comic yeah. Star Wars Age of Resistance. Why can't I ever remember his name? Uh, Emperor... Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's, uh... uh, mm, mm, uh mm. Snoke. Snoke. What, what, is it, what is it called? I can't oh, remember his, uh, his... Supreme Leader. Yes, that's right. Because they make a point in the comic for Kylo to call him Supreme Leader Snoke. Yeah. Um, which is, like, the ultimate, like, you, you better use my full title. Well, I don't think we've ever <laughs> known his full title except for, like, the credits of the movies, mm. I think. Mm. Or the action figure. Like, the action, action figure, figure a lot of times yes. gives away all yes. of the, like, titles of things. Like, the Sith Trooper or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we will review that later. It's interesting. You should go read it. Yeah. It's only, like, $4 on Comixology. is <laughs> the easiest way to read it. Yep. Um, or go to your local comic shop. That's cool, too. It's actually cooler. We give you more brownie points if you do that. Dude, that's the best way. Yeah. Go, if, to, your, go to your local comic store. Yeah. The, uh, this one in particular, I feel like there's some cool like full page that's things. That's true. You're making me want to go pick it up, John. I know. I was thinking the same thing as I was reading it on Comixology. I was like, maybe I want this physically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad comic. No. So, like, I would enjoy having the physical copy of it. That's right. And it'll last, I feel like it'll last longer. I feel like my digital collection of comics is ever growing, but I never, like, just look at them. I mean, it's kind of, so, um, I think maybe a month ago, uh, they shut down ultraviolet copies of movies. Did they really? Yeah. They don't exist anymore. So did that roll into your um, movies anywhere, or it, did it just poof out of existence? It's a great question, John. So some of the movies, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know how they determined which ones. Interesting. Some of the movies are still in your library, and what they had communicated with us was that they would, if you had added them to Ultraviolet and mm -hmm. done movies anywhere, they were still either. But some of them are not any, anymore. So, like, um, specifically, I can't remember what was I looking for the other day. And I was like, I used to have this. I can't remember. Uh, but I, I used to have, like, movies, digital copies of movies. And I was like, dude, they, they're not in my library anymore. The digital future, man. I know. Well, the thing is, like, yeah. so I feel like I've always been skeptical of Ultraviolet in particular. Yeah. Um, Whereas like iTunes, I've been like, yeah, okay, that'll that'll still be around. Like yeah. Apple's not really going anywhere. They and they have like incentive to like keep their devices like going, like keep the the marketplaces on it's these like devices. Like we buy all our music in iTunes, we put our trust in iTunes for that. Why wouldn't we trust iTunes for movies? Right. Well, and I also think about like the. Uh, the fact that they have multiple reasons for these things to exist, like they have a, a hardware that they make money on. And yeah. so it's like, well, they need the the content there for you to actually incentivize you to buy the hardware. Right. So like it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. But then also on the on the other side, like they have like the if you buy the software, like, oh, also they make money on the hardware. So like they make money on both sides of this thing. So like the more branches of income they have from me, I feel like like it's probably more stable yeah. than just like ultraviolet, which is like literally one thing, like one use, and that's it. Like, it's right? Just like, well, and it wasn't. Mm. It was. Yeah, and I never even really understood how it worked because yeah. it was like some kind of like uh, th the third third party is the wrong word. It was some kind of like just conglomerate, yeah. or like LLC that was like, hey, we'll like digitally take like 
take care of your movies and right. then studios they kind of, kind of like su- decided to support it but then right. it wasn't that great and so like yeah there was other things on the market that also were easier to use like apple like and and movies anywhere and stuff like that now and so i don't know i feel like it's uh it, it, the writing was on the wall for me but maybe it wasn't for everyone maybe this took somebody by surprise and they're like oh no my ultraviolets i've been putting so much money into the ultraviolet uh digital stuff um it also amazes me just in general that like the uh, the digital copy thing like is 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 a norm now where it's like oh you buy the physical get the digital you know like, that that is awesome I love that aspect of uh, of of movies these days yeah so the the Apple thing like you you were like they're pretty you know probably pretty stable like yeah. place I mean when you're a because I, I was like I've forgotten uh, when you're a trillion dollar company yeah like you're probably you're okay. probably not going going too probably many not places going anywhere. you know. Um, but yeah, like, again, <laughs> like insane. the fact that like they make money, you know, on the content, they make money on the subscriptions, they make money on the hardware. Yeah. It's like, mm, they're, they're probably okay. Like, so they, they probably mean, want these movies to be digital, like forever. The interesting thing is for me, and I've just kind of like come to terms with, uh, with it. Yeah. So I don't have an Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not opposed to an Apple TV. <laughs> I'm anti Apple TV. No, no I just, yeah. Uh, I just haven't ever bought one, and um, until recently, on my TV, uh, I haven't really had an open like HDMI port unless I'm going up there and switching yeah, things. You know, okay, okay. Um, but now that I don't, I I started using YouTube TV, and I don't use Direct TV. I could plug, I could, I could, it could be my quote unquote TV that I plug in through my Xbox. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. If I get one, um, but I. Uh, I, I, I watch movies through through the Xbox store, like because yeah. I just stream. It's 4K. Yeah. Um, it's, it's I watch everything else there. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to switch to another device for movies? Makes sense, and it, and it connects to movies anywhere. Yeah, but I was always hesitant for some reason to buy movies that aren't on movies anywhere that are solely just on the Xbox because mm. I'm like, well, like that's that feels weird to me uh-huh. for some reason. Yeah, um, I be, get you. But I I came so I, I would I would I randomly buy like iTunes movies on sale that weren't on movies anywhere and I would just mm. watch them on my phone or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I doing this? I have a giant TV here. Right. It's like, where I'm are you gonna, more, most likely to look I'm at I'm going to watch this stuff on Xbox. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it on, yeah. on uh, if I buy it on iTunes. It's so, true. That's yeah. true. I always have to do the research whenever there is something that's on sale on iTunes. I have to be like, is it on movies anywhere? Yeah. Because like, if it's not on movies anywhere, guess what? I typically don't buy it because like I right. can't watch it on my TV. Well, I mean, you know, you know? Paramount, Lionsgate, MGM, anything like that, not on there. And then, it's, and then it gets into like the those are the major studios, right? To me, then it's like when it gets into this is like a uh, you know Boondock uh, Pictures, and I'm like, yeah. well, I, I don't know if they are they have this it's, random deal with them. I a, don't know. A lot of times, it's also like a lot of things that I want to buy are TV, and it's like, well, TV, it's not TV anywhere. It's movies anywhere. Like you can't. Like right. there's not seasons of television that are just like accessible on this thing, like across all your devices. Like True. I wish there were. It should be. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I think like that. Uh, movies anywhere is the most consumer friendly thing. Yeah. And um, well, it used to be Disney movies anywhere. It was only the Disney movies. Right. And the Disney's like, well, we can get some other people on board with this. Like because, other people are coming to them it, saying, like, please put our movies on your it's platform. Genius. It is. Um. So, I, like the 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 one thing that I will say that frustrates me the most about digital movies right now is the inability to purchase higher resolution versions mm. if they are released. So it's like, so sometimes... So wait, you can't like upgrade well, to 4K? It depends, on how, you, it depends mm. on how you got it. So say you bought a movie and it's in HD on yeah. iTunes. Okay. And they, 
and you bought it on iTunes first. Right. And they voluntarily like make it a 4K version. Right. They will upgrade your version. Yeah, because I remember like there were a few things that I bought in standard definition back in the day on iTunes that then I upgraded for like a dollar or something like that, upgraded to the HD version. Yeah. Um, like 1080p, whenever that well, whenever like, it released, happened. but like yeah, the, so. They will automatically do that right now to okay. 4K from from HD if it exists. If, if they if you bought it from them, okay. If you bought a a Blu-ray oh. and input the code, oh. they do not because oh. you didn't purchase a 4K version. Yeah, you purchased and you didn't purchase it from iTunes. Uh huh. You purchased the physical movie and it's only HD. So what if you purchased the 4K Blu-ray? And then, like, do you get? Well, then the, you should get the four K. You should get the four K download. Yeah. Okay. But say they release an eight K version, oh, you won't goodness. get that. My goodness, Chris. Um. So, but then you're also like the only way to then, if you say you're like, hey, I'm so sick and tired of watching, uh, uh, Step Brothers in HD. <laughs> I have to see it in glorious four K. Oh man. Uh, what a movie to see in four K. I know, man. <laughs> you have to. The only way to currently upgrade your copy is to go to the um i think it's i think the only way i've been able to do it is on the desktop but you go to the listing on itunes Mm -hmm. purchase the gift option where they will send you an itunes code Mm -hmm. like if you're like it says buy for a friend or something like that Mm -hmm. and then you input that code in your own store what? Then it will upgrade it to the the version that you bought. That's so strange. I know it's uh, there needs to be just be an upgrade button. Yeah, so have an upgrade button. I don't even care if the upgrade button is full price. Right. Give me a, a way to upgrade. Yeah, like that's just a easier direct than path that to where like, you don't way. just have like two things in your like oh here's the you have the standard definition in your catalog and here's yeah. the 4K version now. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's yeah. I feel like the, the upgrade path needs to be there. And if it's like oh if you own this on I again like I said with standard def I remember like clearly paying like a dollar per movie to like upgrade to, to HD. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is fine. But I bought those on iTunes yeah. and it's like, I don't mind if there's an upcharge for this. Yeah. Just let me like upcharge me. And it's like, exactly. if the up, like you said, if the upcharge is full price on movies that you didn't like buy there, it's like, well, it's then, a sly then way just, to then just do that, to do it. But yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's super, super weird, man. Yeah. I don't know how we got on this. I have no idea, but it's fascinating. I actually was talking to a uh, listener, uh, Patrick Hopkins, about something very, very similar to this exact discussion Yeah, way like a long time ago. Wow. So, he, uh, Do you remember a few weeks ago? Yeah. Um, whenever we were talking about... Um, uh, we were talking about... I said yes before I knew what this <laughs> actually was about, Chris. So what if I don't remember? Uh, you, you might not remember. Oh, man, and my Kindle app's not downloaded. Oh, no. Uh, so he was talking... Uh, we were talking about um, books, and I said I hadn't read... I hadn't gotten, like, engrossed into a nonfiction right. book in a while. I do remember this. Uh, Patrick sent me um, some a recommendation. Oh, nice. And I'm going to try to pull it up here. Um, and so far, I'm enjoying it. It's So it's this... It's this uh, I don't know how many books are in this series. Nice, but uh, they're huge, and I think there's a lot of them. That's the thing, um, like about a lot of a lot of books. Is like, like if if you can get on board, like there's endless content available yeah. for you. Like I, if you like the world, just go for it. I can't yet say like uh, if if it's if it's you know like pushing pushing my uh, my buttons. But why can't I find it? Why is it not there? Why is it not there? Do you have the setting on on your phone where it's like, oh, clear off unused apps whenever uh, whenever I run out of space? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do I, too. I 
hate it because it just randomly deletes the wrong ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it never waits until I'm like running low on space. It just does it. Like, because the only reason I run low on space is like whenever I've taken uh, lots of video or photos and haven't been able to connect to Wi-Fi to like offload those. That's the only times whenever it really matters um, and gets like, gets low on space. Otherwise, I have like most of the time I have like 60 some odd gig on there, like just, you know, waiting. Um, but like, it doesn't matter when, like if I haven't used an app in like a couple of days, I feel like it just deletes it. Like it just goes, you know, it's gone. I feel and like then it, I have to re-download. So, so. I, I had downloaded the, the, um, uh, the sample mm. of, it's, it's the Harry Dresden files. Nice. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I will, I will report back. I'm going to buy the first one. Okay. And I'll report back whenever I have fully consumed it. Or you've just decided to bail. Or I bailed. You know, completely. <laughs> one which of the, is, which one is of also, also possible. Like, flip <laughs> yeah. a coin, man. You I know? mean, yeah. I'm about to, I'm about to finish. Uh, um, this is the thing. And I've just come to terms with it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things like, I am not great at finishing books. Mm-hmm. And obviously games too with Red Dead Redemption. I mean, the, like the backlog is real for everyone who yeah. plays video games. And, and I and I know it's part of my personality. I just get excited about new things, John. Yeah. I mean, of course. And so if a new th- sparkly new thing comes along, I leave my trusted, tried, true thing to go try the sparkly new thing. And then I am halfway through about 50 books <laughs> and I don't know what to do with my life. I mean, and that's not a bad place to be because, like, yeah. I also was reading half of half of fifty books is better than reading no books. It's funny, like these days with video <laughs> with video games in particular. Like that's the thing that I like. Sometimes I'll start and like, but with video games in particular, like I I have come to terms with that as well. The same exact thing where it's like, man, like I love 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 Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Chris. Mm. That is a gigantic game. Yeah, Are you, have you finished it? I have not finished it. Oh, okay. Like I'm nowhere close to being finished oh, with it. And man. here's part of the problem with that, Chris. Yeah, is like I try to like I I go into video games and I need to not do this now. Like this is the part of it where I'm like, oh boy, I try to go into them and hundred percent them. Like where I go into them with the men- mentality that's my that I am too. going to hundred percent this game, I know. right? Yeah, and that's like a, a holdover from like back in the day, like whenever games were smaller and I had way more time. Yeah. Yeah. And so and you like, could like realistically hundred yeah. percent them and like to get all of your money's worth out of it and your content. I like, even as a kid, like you're like, this is the only game sp- I'm going to play for like, whole, like six months allowance on this. Yeah. It's like, it's the, like I played the demo discs on the dreamcast to death because like I didn't have any money to buy new games. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to play this demo again, yeah. experience something different in there. Because like you know you just didn't have the 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 the, the games, but yeah. now it's like I feel like I have so like a plethora of choice here. I just need to go into these games and be like, I'm just doing the mainline. And that's I would be done with uh, with Assassin's Creed Odyssey mainline if I had been mainlining. But I was trying 100%. I was like, oh, there's there's an island I'm passing on the way to the to the actual quest. What if I never make it back over to this island? What if I never see what's on that island? What if it's something really cool, Chris? Man, that's a lot of issues. And so I go out. over the island, 100% that island, <laughs> go to do the quest. Guess what? The first thing you do whenever you get over to the main quest, they send you over to that go island. Go back to that island. It's like, ah, oh, great, great. <laughs> this, is, this is a problem, man. Yeah. I just need to go in and be like mainline, I'm just, and then clean yeah. up after. Like it's right. like okay, I'm gonna like go back and play through. You know, most of the time these days, like there aren't missable things necessarily. So that's the only so. thing. That, that's that is my biggest fear. Oh, dude. And there are some missable things in Red Dead, oh. and that's what makes me be like, crap. I don't like. Yeah. This is just a plea to all the developers out there. Don't make missable things. It's true. Unless it's just like a an Easter egg that you that is irrelevant. Yeah. Like 
don't like I don't want to like I want to be able to I want to go it. back and and re-experience this like I don't care if it doesn't fit in with the story anymore right. like in Assassin's Creed like every, nothing's missable and you can go back and do these side quests like anytime but they clearly fit within like oh I'm like in this area and so this other side quest on this other island over here clearly kind of fits into what's happening in the story right now like even just from like a from like a, a thematic perspective where it's yeah. like oh we're dealing with this type of a thing like the society or whatever yeah. is going on you know and so like you go over to this island it's same same thing is happening there and so like you have this kind of like big theming arcs but you can still go back and finish that after you've completed the entire game and so that's nice um but yeah anyway yeah i need to just blaze through red dead i also yeah. need to just blaze through uh through assassin's creed odyssey but i don't know i don't know man <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out if i ever get time nice <laughs> so john what have you been up to this week oh <laughs> man so i finished uh the dark crystal uh nice. age of resistance really good was it great i did some research on like where this fits in with because i was like is this a sequel because you asked that earlier and i was like oh man i haven't i don't know that i've ever seen the, the original uh dark crystal uh the original jim henson and Frank yeah. Oz directed classic yeah um and i was like okay where's this fit? It's, it's also on netflix it's a prequel it's uh this is a prequel series yeah. yeah so like this is uh this leads up to that apparently but it's like doesn't lead all the way up to that right because like i guess they're doing season two right which i'm very excited about but it's very good like i i enjoyed myself a lot i started watching um dark crystal directly after because i was like what is what is this and uh man it is very 80s Totally. It is very, very 80s. Yeah. Like, then that's the thing. I was, so I was talking to uh, Jared Walker, Jay Pinions, about this yeah. this week because uh, he, he's, he's been love, watching it and loving yeah, it's it. It's so good. Um, and I was like, man, the thing is, like, I, uh, I can't even remember. I remember I, I definitely watched it um, whenever we were living in McLeansboro. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't even really remember it that at all like i don't remember yeah. the plot i don't remember anything uh because let me just I think blow I've your only, mind I've, i think i've only seen it once it starts with a voiceover narration that lasts multiple minutes i do remember that like, i don't remember what it said though i mean like it just sets up the, like it's just voiceover and it sets up the entire world and they do the same thing at the In first the episode show? of the show that's hilarious it's only like 30 seconds long ah. like and it's like oh this is like mo- like this is essentially like taking what the idea back then was and like making it a modern movie you know, or a modern show yeah. and like and i love that like so i'm sure that as i watch through the uh the original there's gonna be numerous times where i'm like man this is so dated but at the same time i'm gonna be like oh but it's but it's cool that they referenced this right in, in the that. show like this like the show wouldn't exist without this so anyway it, i'm interested to see how what they do with the show and obviously like there is a uh, there's an end point yeah um and so there's a limit to the number of seasons they get out i wonder also if by the time they get there maybe they just go ahead and like do the actual movie within the show i don't know i, just, I'm, I don't know i i'm very into the series though it's very cool nice that's awesome um what cool. are you going to do this week so i started playing through Shantae Half Genie Hero. Yes. Finally. So the good. only the one the thing that spurred me to do it was the fact that it's leaving Game Pass at the end of the month. What? On the 30th. That's a bummer cuz like also the uh pirate uh the curse. yeah, pirate curse also like was uh left. It, it left? Oh, I man. think it left like last month. Dang it. So like uh, I guess way forward is like kind of going off cycling off of Game Pass. Well, like the problem is like it's the 12th mm. and uh, I'm only I think uh, 20% through the oh, main man. campaign so I'm probably going to end up buying this thing. Yeah. But it's, it's great. super fun. It's a great game. Yeah. yeah. Dude, WayForward makes like incredible games. Like as far as like indie developers or like small scale developers go, like WayForward is perhaps one of my favorites. Well, I, I I like so you know my like love-hate relationship with uh 
platformers. That's right. Um, I think it's uh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too punishing, but no. it's still like I, I, it's uh, it's bite size. Well, okay, it's generally bite sized enough for me to sit down and play for like a half hour and yeah. feel good about it. But the later parts of some levels mm-hmm. are not. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much time between checkpoints. Mm-hmm. That's the part I don't like. Yeah, like there's, uh, if I remember correctly in that one, like it was definitely like, they didn't just put like a checkpoint at the beginning of the level. I think like Pirate Curse pretty much like did checkpoints like pretty close to the beginning of each level and then right before the boss, like or right before the, the Yeah, so this the one, level. there's usually a checkpoint at the beginning, yeah. a checkpoint in the middle, mm-hmm. and a checkpoint before the boss. Okay. So like it's quicker, but still like it's not like, you know, I, the thing I loved about... um uh, Celeste, yeah. for instance, is that like every screen yep. was basically a checkpoint. Yeah, I mean, and like obviously, like so, uh, and could you save any time? No, I mean, you could like it basically Celeste. If you just went to a different screen, that's what I thought. It yeah. would literally just like that was it. Yeah, like and honestly, and you could save and quit anytime. Which, um, yeah, I mean, it's, so yeah, this is like that's way more gaps. And honestly, like the pirate curse was more of a metroidvania type of a thing like more mm-hmm. of a linear metroidvania but a metroidvania nonetheless like where mm-hmm. it's, oh i get a different power let me go back to this old level now i'm like super powerful can just tear through it yeah um whereas this one doesn't isn't isn't quite as much that way it's more linear more like a linear platformer type of a situation yeah. going on with the different powers and stuff so like yeah i feel like that the checkpoint system in this one yeah while it's a little bit more forgiving could feel a little bit more because you never go back and revisit and feel like a boss you know well, i'll you, tell you, you kind of like just go through the piece that i like about it the most is um the different abilities because yeah. it almost it almost has this puzzle like mechanic to it where okay i know i need to get here what ability do i need to use turn or into how do a I, spider how do i do it right that being said it is super unclear how to get half of these things and i'm looking up online <laughs> where do i get this yeah. power that they're yeah. telling me that i need mm-hmm. for the like because like the if you if you uh if you need help, you can go to this the somebody in the bathhouse, and she's yeah. like, "Hey, go do this." Mm-hmm. And but it's like I literally I can't do that right now, right? And I don't know how to not to to do that right. because there's no like I don't know. I would say like what it would help me is if they had a list of here are all the abilities that are possible to have, like right, but. Uh, so I at least know what I'm looking for. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well I can't do that now right. and it's probably not important right now. Exactly. You know, it's like, it's not that important to the story right now. Like I can just kind of plow on past or like right. go this other direction or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that makes sense. Like where it's like, oh, grayed out like air, you know, yeah, but there powers was, like, or whatever. For, for a minute I was hung up because like you go through some of these areas and then you have to go back through them again because, uh, someone shows up yeah. like, and, or you uh, and you, they give you an ability. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, why in the world? How would I ever know that? Yeah. Other than this hint, lady. Right. Um, which feels like cheating. Um, and no more cheating than going to like a wiki somewhere. And you if know? I hadn't like randomly picked, well, that's the thing. I shouldn't have to do that either. <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, randomly uh, deciding to purchase the 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 uh, what's it called? Fast travel warp like ability yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that I can go 
in between different parts of the levels. If mm-hmm. I hadn't done that, that would have been a nightmare too. Oh yeah, dude. So the, I don't know. The the thing I love about that game um, is like the writing on it is really funny because like yeah. it's, it's a half reboot, but also not really a reboot, but mm. also like sort and so like they kind of reference the f- that fact like a little bit here and there. I see. Well, that I didn't know. I didn't get those references. Like I yeah. I, I, I do now. Now that you yeah, say yeah. that, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's it, and I so like there's a specific boss point. that shows up like kind of early and he's like offended that he's like early on. He's like, I was I was the main boss. Of that other game like you know however many games That's ago hilarious. so anyway the uh the, I, I appreciate as a series like i played the last like three i think and so like as someone who like appreciates that series a lot like i that yeah. the writing is always really fun here's what i want from a game save system let's just lay this out there i like it auto saves mm-hmm. every screen or every like whatever just give me auto saves yeah i don't want to have to manually save yeah and choose my save points okay but keep all of my saves yeah like yeah. let me go back in time like a white a ways. that would be amazing i also find like whenever you have like the auto save but then you can also manual manually save where you're like oh boy totally but then it turns into a just a manual save game right only. like that's true because like uh like um uh uh Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Every Bioshock. Well, dude, Bioshock was some of the worst, like, as far as, like, oh, man, I, I just saved there. Like, nope. I'm going to, like... Take two steps and save again. Right. Um, the, uh, like, I, I appreciate, like, something like Fire Emblem, which is a l- way different game because it's tactical, like, RPG or whatever. Like, you can save manually before any decision you make outside of missions, but then once you're in a mission, it's like, you can't save. Like, you can only save at the beginning of a mission or at the end of a mission. Um, and so, but there's auto saves, and so, like, at the end of a mission, if you, like, lose somebody and then permadeath is on or something like that, you can go back to the beginning, like, oh, I want to go back to my manual mm-hmm. save back mm-hmm. there, or, like, oh, man, I, like, I chose the wrong like i chose strength i should have chosen defense on this one character and so you can go back like a day and uh and you know go with that so yeah it's uh sometimes like some games the manual save like kind of thing works for i also like it whenever there's like a limit to it Mm. where you're like oh there's like only five slots like i've got to make some decisions here so Mm. um where you can't just constantly go i'm gonna go back to the beginning of the game like Mm. just you know just keep going um but yeah i I, auto saving is is a modern gaming thing that I love. Yeah. Remember whenever it used to be codes that you have to like, if it didn't have like a, a save battery in the, uh, in the yep. cartridge, you'd have to like literally write down the codes. It's crazy, dude. I remember we unlocked all the cars in, uh, California, like, uh, whatever it was. This is the cruising USA cruising USA. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, apparently the battery had died in that, uh, cartridge. Cause was, I don't think the cartridge ever had a battery. It may not have had a battery. Cause like it was for the blockbuster. We'd rented it. Yeah. And then, uh, we turned it off, turned it back on. We thought we had all the high scores. We had all the high scores. That's too. right. That's right. Yep. And nothing, nothing was saved. It was nope. just like, wow, that sucks. Nope. Anyway, it's a bummer. It was a bummer, but Chris, we're going to review a comic later. We are. But first, the pick of the week. Pick of the week. What is your pick of the week? All right, John. So uh, a year or two ago, um, around the same time, because okay. it, uh, September 11th was a few days ago, a couple mm-hmm. days ago, um, there was an article that I talked about uh, on Politico called and i think it was called i I went back and looked at it uh called i think it was called the only plane in the sky Mm -hmm. and uh i think i remember me talking about this yes i do and it was um uh oral retellings of 
the events that happened on on 9-11. And it was like, it was cool because of the amount of people who were talked to. So it's like, here's the, someone who was on the ground when Air Force One landed in the middle of wherever they, Kansas or wherever it was. Mm -hmm. Or here's the pilot and what they were thinking. And it was, uh, it was probably like one of my favorite pieces about uh, September 11th and one of my favorite historical articles I've ever mm -hmm. read. It was like, this is really cool the way this was done. Yeah. It's by a guy named Garrett M. Graff. Um, he has now released a full book nice. in the same vein. It's it's it has the pieces that were in that article. And I don't I haven't like done enough like research and to, to see like was this always the goal or did that because I knew I know that blew up. That wasn't like it they weren't it was just like a it went viral and like it was because it was just so good. Such mm -hmm. good writing, such good storytelling, great like insider interviews with you know people who like give you gave you a real feel for it. Um, but the book is also called The Only Play in the Sky, an oral, oral history of 9-11. Um, and it came out yesterday. I have it's on my, it's, It was back-ordered, um, and so it's on its way. But, I mean, I already know, like, that article was read, so good. You've already read, you know, portions yes. of it, if, right. not, if not the, you know, yeah. meat of it, the majority of it. So. And, I, and I would say, like, for, I mean, we were young, but for, you know, anyone who even, like, wasn't necessarily, like, even alive then this would be a great way to yeah. get a feel for the way people were feeling yeah. that day and that's what i think resonated with me the most whenever i read that article and it was probably like a two-hour read already mm -hmm. yeah. but like it just captured the way that it felt back then yeah and it really captured and conveyed the way that um everyone on the ground felt i don't yeah. know it's it's well, weird it, dude it's interesting like you know like oral histories like that or 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 whenever Whenever you have kind of like, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, where it's not just like presented to you as like, here's, you know, what happened. Here's the events. Yeah. Whenever you like talk to somebody who was there at the time, who experienced their unique yeah. single person experience, you know, no person is going to have the same experience on, on any event. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you talk to somebody who has experienced those things, like it's a different vibe like it makes yeah. it it makes it more real it informs you to like oh well this is how you know these other decisions were made or this mm -hmm. is how how the world changed because of that or yeah. this is how the people perceived xyz like and so like it's just interesting to look at, at history that way yeah um especially big events like especially like events like that like with uh like even like world war Two. like mm -hmm. whenever you talk to actual people like see interviews or talk to your you know talk to family members about like world war Two and vietnam like yeah. all these just gigantic events that that even if you didn't experience in your life, because like, again, like I wasn't around during like World War II and and uh, and and Vietnam and you know the Korean War, like it, these things just I have very little reference for how those things actually felt, but yet they informed and affected my life. Right. Well, and and I think like the 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 piece piece that always has fascinated me about history is not it's not just the restating of facts and dates yeah. and events. It's what did it mean to the people who were living it then? Yeah. And how can I take that and apply it to my own day and age? Yeah. And how, like, and so, um, you know, like we can't, we didn't experience Pearl Harbor. The only way to figure out what that was like for the people then is to hear them tell it. Mm -hmm. You can tell me all day long on, you know, at this time in the morning, the Japanese, you know, uh, planes, Bond pro like cool, but what does that mean? Yeah. How'd that feel? Yeah, like what is that? What is the the personal human connection to it? Yeah, um, and I, I think like that's the that's the part of like like man, 
you know, that's the part of me that I'm like, man, I'd love to just be a history teacher at some point whenever I retire and just be like, hey, I'm just going to like, we need to make history come alive, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The thing that I like about this the most, I've, I, I've, I've, I've read a lot of um, oral histories and there's two, there's two ways to do it. The easiest way and the most common way is to tell one person's whole story and then tell another person's whole story. Right. And it's just like, these are all, and then you, you, you as the reader have to piece together, okay, this happened here and this mm-hmm. happened here. The way that this is told is it's told in chronological order. Okay. So it's not like you hear. So you kind of jump pl- around a little bit. Yeah, you, you jump around between a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's more complicated to do it that way. Yeah. But it's also like, man, it's just magical the way that he um, uh, writes it um, because he'll do things like uh, explain people's relationships to each other. Right. Like it's not just like, it's not just like random voices going through the whole stories. Like mm-hmm. here's the pilot and then here's the person he was talking to in the control tower. And then here's the person who was working. It's like, so there's, there's like connective tissue. There's connective and, tissue yeah. and you see yeah. the relationships with yeah. all the people. That's that, cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a really cool way to cool, cool way to do it too. Cause again, like you, this is a very, it's just harder to do it that. It is harder to do it that way because everyone has to have a a connection. Like this person, you know, it's like the whole like, oh, you're th- three degrees of separation or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like playing that game yep. with a bunch of firsthand accounts of an event. In chronological order. Right, in chronological <laughs> order. And so like I've, I've read like, you know, um, in my history class at, at college, we read uh, a bunch of like firsthand, a book of about with a bunch of firsthand accounts of like uh, Hiroshima. Like, yes, it's called Hiroshima. That's yeah, the book. And name. it's amazing. Yeah. It's great. Like, and, but like in that case, like none of these people really, like I think there were only two of them that interacted with each other. Yes. And so like, yep. and so like it was a surprise whenever like, oh, all of a sudden here's this person, you know, oh, they, they interact with each other here. And so, but like that's a fantastic fantastic telling too yeah but it doesn't like connect in that way but it is kind of it is it's interesting to look at how these oral histories like yeah. work and 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 do things so. and i think it also like the last thing that i think like made me so intrigued by it is it shows the thought process and decision making behind things like that are like they're literally unthinkable like whenever they whenever whenever they 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 have realized for instance that um the planes that hit the World Trade Centers were hijacked, and they realized that there's another one. It's 93, Flight 93 that went down. There's another one that's been hijacked, and they make the decision to shoot it down. Like, that's like, and you see, like, you see their thought process and the struggle in hitting that mm-hmm. because they just don't know where in the world it's going. And just like the, well, we got it. It's the most horrible thing you could ever decide to do, but you have to decide to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, I don't know, like just restating that, like, hey, they decided to shoot it down. That's not as powerful as hearing them talk about making, make those decisions. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's, and that's like, yeah, like you said, like those firsthand accounts, like that's the fascinating aspect of it where you get, you get a lot of the weight and you understand like the yeah. context for a lot of the, the events or the, the feelings that happen around that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that's my pick. It's, it's kind of heavy, but it is a heavy one. Uh, I think it's appropriate for the time. And like, it's just such a good quality thing that like, I recommend it. Well, especially like if you missed it, you know, however, like two couple years ago or whatever, yeah. like, you know, it's like, here's, here's another, another swing at it. So yeah. my pick of the week this week, Chris is, uh, the developers of Celeste. We were just talking about Celeste earlier. They released their final DLC for it. It's chapter what? nine. What? Uh, farewell what? DLC. When did this come out, John? Literally like two days ago. Oh my gosh. Um, I and play it. yeah, it's, uh, so is it, it happens. It picks up like after the events of this game. Is it free? Uh, it's free. Everybody has it. Like, what? so if you have it on your system or whatever, it's you on probably my system have right now. It. You think so, it's there right now? 
It's definitely there right now. Oh my gosh, the thing that I would say is, mm. um, I'm not sure. So if you climb the mountain, yeah, like you know, whenever you finish the game, basically, yeah, there is an additional bit of like heart of the mountain is what it's called. Chapter eight, heart of the mountain. And I'm not sure if you need from a story or like whatever perspective you need to have done chapter eight before you do chapter nine. Like okay. you, it would make sense that you would have to have done that, but I have not, I've not d- tested it yet. For our listeners, we're going to dive into spoilers for a second for Celeste. Just a couple spoilers. Yeah. Okay. So heart of the mountain, is that the one where you like, uh, you go down and there's like these walls that you have to get hearts to get into or something like that. Uh, you so have to collect each level. Yeah. Each each uh yeah, has so a each crystal chapter heart. has a crystal heart. Yes. And you have to get the crystal hearts. And then it unlocks the DLC at the end or not the DLC, the uh, the additional chapter 8 at the end. Not this new one. Not the new one. The new one is just like given to you. Again, like I'm not what sure was, what was chapter 8. So chapter 8 Thanks. is mm, there's big spoilers uh Crap. spoiler territory here. Um I don't know if I've unlocked chapter 8. Oh no, Chris. See, I've done chapter 8. I just need to like my thing is like I need to redo it. I'm gonna look at my achievements. That'll tell me mm, if I have all the crystal hearts, right? Um, yes, it will. I, uh, I so I, I need to re like my thought was behind the, the the chapter nine. I'm wanting to warm myself back up into the platforming that is Celeste. So I'm playing through the last uh, couple worlds on my Xbox. Like so, I haven't unlocked anything on my Xbox. No, ch- you know, no, no into the game or anything like that. Like I, I played through that entire game and did a lot of the strawberries on my Switch. Which with those little thumbsticks, it is a challenge. But um, I did it there, and then I've been slowly working my way through on Xbox and hundred percenting it for the achievements, like getting every single strawberry, getting every single uh, B side, getting every single uh, crystal heart. And so now I'm I'm at the last uh, two chapters, I think, before I dive into chapter eight. Do chapter eight, and then I'll do chapter nine. But if anybody has gotten to the point where they can uh, they can do chapter nine now, go for it. Um, like I said, like I'm not sure that if whenever I finish the game, the main game, if chapter nine will just unlock along with chapter eight or whatever, or if you have to have completed chapter eight before chapter nine would unlock. Um, so because uh, again, on my switch, like I've done that, and so it's unlocked, obviously. But um, we'll see whenever I finish the last level in uh, in the game, like the main game, if uh, chapter eight and nine unlock. But yeah, I uh, I'm very excited, dude. They uh, the Linarain, the composer, completed uh, 40 new like it's a whole new original soundtrack basically. Like That's it's awesome. the it's the amount of of music that would compile onto a C. So it's 45 minutes or so worth of new music um, that they've done for this. They've done a whole new like chapter of story. I think it's like a hundred screens. Um, so it's a fairly substantial bit of free DLC. I have not unlocked chapter oh, eight yet. It's a bummer, Chris. You need to do uh, chapter eight. Like, uh, it's it's a good one. I'm gonna dive back in this weekend. That's oh, a good one, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm less excited now that I have a lot more work to do. I also think like it's it's fun to like I've been diving back in. Like I said, it's fun to like dive back in and uh, and and I'm gonna be real bad skills. at it, John. I know. Like that's the thing that I've had to like. I I it took me one night. It took me about one night to get back into like those skills of like okay. I feel like I'm I'm pretty competent at this now. I'm honestly kind of like because I feel like the crystal hearts were hard to get. They were very puzzly um, in a lot of ways. So look it up is yeah. what I would say. Like if you don't, you know, there's uh, there's a couple of them that are really clever and very cool. You can figure them out on your own, and I did figure no, out a few no of them on my to. own. But uh, I just like looked up a couple of them with and, and with any with normal puzzle games. Yes, with like a platformer like Celeste. No, the funny thing, like okay, so here's here's if you don't want to know how one of them works, like there's a like this is the level of puzzle though so like skip forward if you don't want to know how any of them work but there's one where there's a crystal heart you can't reach it right it's what you have to bounce on the 
wall. Well, like, so right? like it's it's just up there. You literally cannot reach it. Oh no! And the, but there's a single platform that is a different texture oh, no. than anything else in the game. Like I've like there's no other texture like this in the game. It looks basically like a sonic metal plate, right? That's down there, and you can jump on it. You can't push on the sides. You can only like stand on it. But if you hold down and duck down on it, do the only thing you can do. She falls down into the background. Oh my gosh! And then you platform your way up there in the background of the level and you can get the heart that way and so literally it's like one of those things where i was like okay you this is hilarious and ridiculously hard to figure out there's no like arrow that points down on it or anything no it's literally just the only act- activity that you can do with this odd thing that's in the world you just have to do that for long enough and then feel, it works I feel like that's stupid there's another stupid one that the very design. first one is like there are birds that are different colors and they dash in different air like in different uh place and you have to dash in those different in that sequence um to get to the uh to the heart so, yeah I'm, i would never figure that out i know it's a it, so look it up and uh and go for that but i like puzzles that teach you how to solve them that's Even right if they're really hard well like you said like this is a uh, this is a platforming game and then these elements of it are just, just i feel like they're basically in. just um I remember like this happening back in the day, like where you'd be like in a Sonic game or whatever, and it's like, oh, I gotta look up this one thing. Yeah, you know, it's like, how do you get this? And yeah. you're, like you have to look it up. And so like I feel like it's kind of like that, where it's like, yeah. oh, this is like, just look it up or talk to your friends or like someone out in the world has figured this out. Yeah, let them tell you, or buy the strategy guide back in the day. That's that's what it- <laughs> I know. Like every game had a strategy guide. Oh, or I looked it yeah. up on Game Facts. I would do that a lot. Oh yeah, dude. Well, I mean, and a or lot IGN of like, back in the day. So even um, some of the when we were talking about the SNES classic games like last week, some of those games, like in order to understand how they work, you literally have to have the manual. Yeah. And so Nintendo has released all of those games oh, from nice. the from the SNES classic or whatever. Like they've released all of their manuals on their website, so you can go look those up. That's awesome. Um, find PDF versions of all their manuals, like so you're not missing anything. That's there. awesome. Because sometimes they would tell you like the answer, like oh, look, here look in the manual for the this code or like whatever, and it's like oh okay. So I've got a new end for pick of the week. Okay. No more finger guns. Uh, I'm down. My biggest. Whenever I listen back to the show, by the time we reach the end of pick of the week, I can never remember what the picks of the week are. Okay. So we're gonna we just recap. I dig it. Uh, so my pick of the week is the only plane in the sky and oral history of 9/11 by Garrett M. Graff. I like it. And my pick of the week is Celeste, Chapter 9, Farewell. Check them out. That is a much better way to end. <laughs> Why have we yes. never thought about this, Chris? I know. Well, I also like, I, I do. I, it took I, me listen, having to listen back and be like, what were we talking about? Yeah, I, can't, I can't. I don't know what we're talking about. That happens so many times to me in other podcasts where like, the, you know, people will like just, they'll say uh, a game, say what they think of it or say like something and they say what they think right. of it. And then I'm like, oh wait, that sounds really cool. By the right. time I've realized that it's very cool. Yeah. I've, I don't, don't know what it is. They don't say the name again. Yeah. They don't say, and so I, I have to rewind. And so it's, yeah, I get it. No, it makes perfect sense because that's a great way to end <laughs> well, it. Well, thanks. Score one. It only took 330 <laughs> Two episodes to figure that one out. So that's what that's uh, that's called experience, John. <laughs> yep, makes sense. Makes you, sense. You gotta you gotta fail that many times. You gotta fail three hundred thirty-two or three thirty-one times, <laughs> yeah. probably. You know. Yeah. The, so, Chris, we're gonna review yes. a comic that is called the Age or Rise Star Wars of, Age of Resistance. Age of Resistance. Uh-huh. Uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. Supreme. Just rolls off the tongue, John. Leader Snoke. It's, I mean, it's, there's a colon in there. It's like a man, colon and a dash. I it's yeah. Star Wars colon Age of Resistance dash Supreme Leader Snoke. Ha, like number one. Number one. And it's like okay. Is there gonna be number two? 
They haven't announced a number two. Just yeah. this is this is the thing. Um, okay, so uh, we're just going to spoil this thing. Yeah, I was going to say, just assume like, that everyone has read it, yeah, it or takes, doesn't care to read it. It took me 10 minutes to read. Yeah. Um, let's just dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick recap. It involves um, Snoke training Kylo Ren That's to right. be his apprentice right. and rule the galaxy by his side. Right. Okay. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's very but, interesting. Um, uh, and he first is training him on this like weird planet that I don't I've never heard of, and then um, which we should probably look up. Yeah, I'm which find I feel like man. you are now. <laughs> uh, and then they go to Dagobah. That's right. And he sends him inside. Since Kylo Ren inside the cave that Luke went inside and saw Darth Vader and cut off his head and saw his own head inside Darth Vader's mask. Yep. Um, and Yoda continually uh, reminded him about, about his failure at the cave um, <laughs> later on. Uh, that cave. I love and it. And then Kylo Ren goes in, kills Luke. Refuses to kill Han and Leia. But doesn't, like, but Snoke doesn't know about that. No, somehow. Somehow. And destroys the cave. Yeah. In blows order, up the cave. In order to uh, to keep his um, lie that he killed yeah. Han and Leia, um, the Force visions of them, t- secret, he had to destroy the entire cave. Yeah. Fascinating, man. So... Um, Several things. Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts that I have. Did about you look this. up that planet? Uh, the Rarlex system was a star system that contained a rocky world where Snoke, supreme leader of the First Order, trained his apprentice. So there, oh, we have not it, seen it, this before. Yeah, it's literally, that's this the only is thing. the only thing that it's been in. Okay, and it, it orbits an undefined rocky world. Okay, so yeah, it's a. Uh, so how do they know that? I have no idea. Okay, this is on this is on uh, Wikipedia. So I mean, yeah, they have the inside <coughs> scoops. Sorry, I just coughed on the listener's ear. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Uh, okay. So first off, where are they? Like, are they just like out in the outer rim somewhere? I guess like, here's the questions. I still, oh, Snoke just needs answers, man. Dude, there's so like, okay. So at the end of the comic, <laughs> at the end of the comic, there is a, oh uh, yeah. That big, like a big text like thing. text thing from the, uh, from the writer slash edit. I don't know. I don't know who exactly wrote it, but the, uh, it talks about how mysterious he is and how he uses that as a tool um at, at his disposal to like keep you mean he is a tool to keep people like um scared of him basically and like i get it i get that but also we need some answers at this point like he's yeah. he's long gone at this point right. we just need some answers agreed and i don't know that we will actually get them until the next movie is out like i feel like after episode nine we will probably get lots of answers and filling in these gaps because like this era will be over and so we can get a lot of the answers similar to um the original trilogy as well as the uh especially the the prequel trilogy we filled in a lot of the gaps with like the clone wars television series and jumped all around in time and that as well as in a lot of the books and stuff so i feel like we'll get some answers after this is all over but still for this one like I was hoping to get a little bit more than we got uh, from an answer perspective of like, who is Snoke? Where did he come from? Why didn't he come in before? Like whenever the empire was still going on, right. like why did it take this long? Well, it seems like the, the interesting thing still seems like he either knew Luke. Oh yeah. Or, uh, he, um, knew 
was a I don't know like yeah he, there's a, there's a line of dialogue in here that we have like that I actually screenshotted okay. because I was like okay this is like super interesting stuff and it's whenever uh, they first get to land on 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 Dagobah uh, Kylo and uh, and Snoke and Kylo um, asked like why uh, well I guess Snoke I'll start here Snoke says yes one of the most formidable Je- formidable Jedi began his training here uh, speaking of Luke and Kylo asks uh, Snoke why do you speak of him that way with respect and and Snoke says he has earned my respect and my fear and Kylo says he is weak and Snoke says he is not weak he is misguided and then this is the key thing if I had your uncle by my side instead of you the galaxy would have been mine a long time ago what Chris what does a that long mean? time ago in a galaxy far far away what what are we talking about here like how long ago I don't and know like when was it even an option for Luke to potentially be by his side this is leading like me to think this might be a clone of the Emperor Snoke might be the Emperor I don't know interesting and so if that's true it's like he the Emperor was really trying to get Luke to be by his side Instead of uh, Vader, he wanted yeah. him to strike down Vader and become like you know right. t- embrace the full power of the dark side. Yeah, and uh, then then Luke turned and he wouldn't he wouldn't do it. And so that that makes me think like maybe this is uh, somehow like crap. Man, Snoke just, is like related somehow to Emperor. You just blew my mind. So here, <sighs> let, me, let, let me we're gonna delve into Episode Nine real quick. Yeah, let me lay some things on you. Yeah, hit me. Um, I was, that was, this is also talking to Jay Pinions earlier this week. Okay. And, uh, we were talking about this. So apparently, um, Ian McDermott said at, after Star Wars Celebration. Okay. That the lines of dialogue and the laughing in the trailer for episode nine, he never recorded. What? So either it's a voice actor. Yeah. Or it's old stuff that they pulled. Interesting. Also, it's apparently questionable whether or not Ian McDermott is really in this movie. Mm. And maybe, uh, I think Josh Smith, is he in this? I think he's in it. As an unknown character, is playing a clone, a young clone of the Emperor. What? Interesting. These are all rumors, but it's based off of like, it's like, I feel like they are informed rumors. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's or informed guesses. It's quite possible. And it, like, based on rumors, this comic and the re- way that he references that does make me think like that he's encountered Luke before. And well, he, and he know he says he's misguided. So he understands at least some of Luke's, uh, motivations like sec- yeah thought like process. why why he's doing what he's now, doing now i can i know that like at this point you know kylo i, I could have communicated to him like he's crazy That's true and he they tried to kill me and blah 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 blah, blah right, right you know right. whatever um also snoke in order to communicate like long distance wise and turn kylo to the dark side potentially like that that would also imply that he can like project or like get in places where he necessarily shouldn't be or whatever like we've seen that happen in like clone wars with the jedi or with you know the sith Mm. like basically like getting into somebody's head or or uh uh, talking to them you know from from you know distances or whatever never like uh kylo and ray but more along the lines of like 
influencing things. And we've seen like, you know, with, uh, with Emperor Palpatine, like he influenced things like, you know, from, from distances, but I don't know, man, that was really loud. I, I, I put my hand down on my leg and it was very loud, but the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like this, this makes me think that he actually knows him. Like somehow have they've encountered each other. I'm not sure if that happened like off screen after return of the Jedi or if it happened during Return of the Jedi, and this is Emperor Palpatine, I'm not. I'm just not sure. Um, it also is fascinating to me, like in the uh, in that little like uh, paragraph or whole page of, of of stuff that they talked about at the end of the comic. They referenced um, that, like, oh, the most surprising thing was that like they chose to kill Snoke in um, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, which makes me think that maybe that wasn't the plan all along, Chris. Like, it makes me think that like potentially they didn't anticipate that, and that's why they have to bring in the you know the who, Emperor who, who connection. Is they? Uh, just oh, Disney, Disney, like oh, they, they, sure. they, they had wanted well, there to be the, the, like the big reveal of like him as the emperor or him as like something else, like later on in the, the, you know, la- like not in the last, but then they ch- killed him in the last Jedi in order to make this other twist. So it's possible. Yeah. It also me. So that would mean, so you know how last week I was talking about how I was like, well, I haven't planned this since the beginning or whatever. Yeah. If Snoke is ends up being a clone of the Emperor or having been a clone of the Emperor, then that does mean that they are planning it from the beginning. I mean, it's possible. Like, it, it is very possible that they, had, they were, the big reveal maybe was going to be that oh, Snoke is the Emperor in the either the Last Jedi or in the third m- movie. But then, like, you know, Ryan Johnson was like, "What if we pull a surprise like the rest of my entire movie and twist it and kill him?" You know, and so it's like they'll be really shocked in the third one whenever they discover the truth that he is the Emperor's clone. So like. You know, it's like there; th- these things can all be true. It's like there's just a different path to get there. I feel like I- if it was the plan all along to bring in the emperor to to bring Snoke as the emperor in, so it's a weird one. I've also heard recently. Hang on, um, we have been solo and our son loved uh, defeated. Yes, I feel your lightsaber ignite. I feel the decision you've made. So if he, did he? He's feeling the wrong thing, though. Which one? Uh, I'm talking about Snoke here. Whenever he says, I've, I feel the decision you've made, whenever he's talking about the decision to kill oh, that's right. his parents, he killed the connection, <sighs> snuff it out, and he's killing the tree. Yeah, he's killing the, the, uh, the connection to the, to the cave. So potentially, there's two ways that this can be read. And this is, there's, there's some things in here that I'm like... They're setting up some things that I hope they don't pay off later because I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've expressed how I don't think that they should redeem um, Kylo. And he's like, he's, he's killed now, like essentially killed two of our, our favorite characters from the original trilogy. Like this dude is, is bad. He should go down um, and still be bad whenever he goes down. But uh, in this case, I feel like they're kind of like leaving it open to where it's like, okay, is he trying to not kill his parents and hide that fact from Snoke or is he trying to just kill the tree because the tree is, is, is generating both of them there. Like, and he's like, Oh, I don't, I can't, I don't want to like kill you directly. Cause he had no qualms killing Han whenever he actually killed him. Like, which is later. I, you would assume. Yeah, you would assume. Um, but like he kills the tree and that like ends the, the force connection with the whole like <laughs> Island and it blows up the cave after that. And so, like, my thought is, like, is he is his, his whole deal is like kill the past. That's even what he says, like, after he does it. Yeah. Um, 
And so I don't know, like if I feel like this could go either way still, like we're, we still have no new information. We've only got the same information about Kylo that we've always had where it's like, okay, dude wants to kill, like kill everything that is the past with him. Kill, kill Luke, kill Han and kill this tree. The thing is like, People have, still have the the thought where it's like, oh, what if he's like just doing all of this so he could get to Snoke? And it's like, well, he got to Snoke. Now he's still evil. I don't know. It's it, there's a lot going on with Kylo right now, man. He was he. I don't think his motivation was to get to Snoke. Otherwise, he had multiple chances to kill him. Oh yeah, dude, totally. I don't know, man. Um. And he definitely did. And so again, he's still evil. He's now the leader of the First Order. Uh, yeah, it's kind of blowing my mind. It's making me—I don't know, man. It's making me think about I don't know what they're going to do with him for Palpatine in this movie. I am—I'm—I'm I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful, but again, like I've like I've said before, like I don't—that's the, the only thing. Emperor Palpatine is the only through line now. If if he's the clone of, uh, or if Snoke is a clone of the Emperor somehow, it's the only through line throughout all nine movies, which is how J.J. Abrams is talking about this. Like him specifically, he's like, we're closing the gap on a trilogy of trilogies. We're closing it all down. And yeah. so like the only through line at that point, like the Skywalker thing, like we got no more Skywalkers, um, you know, Leia, but like we've got no more Skywalkers ben. in at the end here And maybe now. he dies. Yeah, and I guess like yeah, I guess Ben, but he's you know technically a solo, but like you know true. It's and so we'll see, we'll see. I don't know how you can close the gap on like what was happening in the prequel trilogy without the Emperor. Like you can't, you can't close mm. that. Like because the Emperor was the only thing that was really you know pulling the strings from behind the scenes in in Episode One, Two, and Three. So that's the only thing that's still around or potentially still around, even in any way. I wonder if we'll learn anything more in the Mandalorian when it releases. Man, I, I kind of oh, we didn't it. we didn't talk about that article. Let's oh. talk about that for a second. Which article is this? I don't know. The, if one, I read the, it. the one I sent you. Oh, or it's a it's yes, not yeah, an article. I did it's a read video. It. It yeah, a it video. Awesome. Sorry, it was, it was awesome. a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a video vignette, and and they were talking about the. Um, I think it was a video. Yeah, it was a video. It was on. It was on Instagram TV. Yes, and t- it was from the Star Wars Instagram account. Right, and they were talking about um, the Mandalorian and how one of the things that it's going to explore is the rise of the First Order. And maybe some of the players in that and the remnants of the uh, Galactic Empire and how they kind of transition from that to yeah. the First Order. I think that's a really cool, cool concept to add in here. I think like that's that's why um, I'm so happy that like Dave Filoni is on board. Yes. He's so good at like connecting those dots. Like Man. in the Clone Wars, he's so good at connecting the dots between like, okay, this is the clones and the and the clone army, and then transitioning into like more of the Empire kind of things. And like, what yeah. is the political atmosphere, and how does the political atmosphere like change in the Senate to be more like open the doors more for what happens in uh, in Episode Three? So, yeah. Yeah, there's like lots of things that he connects the dots on really well. In even in like Star Wars Resistance, which he's a producer on, not less, not a director or anything, like not a showrunner. Even in that, like it's connecting the dots between um, a few months before uh, Force Awakens, all the way through, I guess the the end of the the movies, like uh, the end of uh, 
basically the episode the, nine episode nine yeah it's supposed to like you know end right then when um, connect air? the dots there and it, it starts airing again in october i think it comes back in october for, does it end this, before, this is the last season does the, the season end before or after the movie the midway point is at the 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 movie so okay. like the mid-season break basically mid-season finale Interesting. it'll be uh, it'll be the movie so i don't think i don't anticipate them necessarily setting anything up like yeah. really well like going yeah. into this but i do think like it will pay off and connect both the uh the force awakens and probably last jedi that's probably what they're going to be connecting to and then you know moving on from there it's crazy man like so. this is the stuff that i like yeah and i think filoni is the guy like yeah and now now with mandalorian he happening the, he, spoilers he was teasing the emperor before it's true the emperor was uh popular it's true <laughs> Very much. He was uh, very much on on that whole uh, oh, "let's bring the emperor back" kind of kind of vibe with the rebels. Um, the uh, the thing about the Mandalorian, I like that it sits at the like the beginning of that big time gap that we have between uh, totally. Last Jedi and uh, and Force Away or yeah Force Awakens. So no. like it's kind of, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes, Return of the Jedi. That's what I mean. And yeah, yeah. and yeah, so like sits in that time right, frame, and right. so like it sits it's at right the beginning after of it though. Six. Yeah. So I uh, I very much very much appreciate that it's it's filling in a gap that none of, nothing else is like taking on right, right. now. So yeah. So do we rate this? I say we rate it. Like okay. it's a weird like one yeah. because it's a one shot, you know. I'm gonna give it a solid uh, B minus. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know what that is. But, I don't know what uh, that is exactly. I think I, I would I would rate mine as like it's good, not great. So like a seven, seven, yeah. Yeah. seven or so. I'll go you to know? seven point five. It's not it's not like it's not like mind blowing or good, but or, or great, but it's like it's good. Like I enjoyed myself. Seven point five. Yeah, I dig it. That's it for this week. Speaking of Jay Pinions, he may be on the show next week. That's right. So stay tuned for that. Um, we might review Ad Astra. Yeah. Um, we also know and realize that the kitchen comes out, but probably not going to see that. Yeah, so. we talked about, we talked to discuss that one a little bit, but like, I, yeah, it's uh, it's not one that was on my radar before we talked about it. So no. I, would, I would, like I said, I'm going to try to see I, I, yeah. Ad Astra. So, uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. See what we end up doing. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250. And johnwright777. And at stayontargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. As a shout out to my social, I posted a video of uh, of Dez saying Xbox. Yes. Uh, and so that's, you know, it's gaming related. It's pretty so amazing. It was a good one. That's it. Wait. That's like his fourth word or something. It's right? like his third word. Third like, word. Like I mean, it's the third one that he was actually able to say. He said more now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it, like that was the third one that he really like learned. Like where he was like he would, you he would say it, and he would look at the TV like, okay, they're, I telling, mean, that, so they're telling that thing to do something. You well, know? and it's so like easy to say because it's really just two vowel sounds. It's yeah. just like eh ah. Yeah. You know, like that. Then he doesn't like the X sound. Like he doesn't make it. Like he kind of makes it in the back of his throat. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like eh. Yeah. You know. But so, still, you know, like that's pretty impressive. It's pretty good. Um. I don't remember where I was at. I think that was that was just it. Okay. You know? That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.